Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Downforce Diaries. Today we are talking all things USGP, Austin, Texas, Circuit of the Americas, and I have another guest. I have a lovely girl called Clara on with me today. She's from Denmark. We just had a really nice little conversation, all things, as I basically just said, um, USGP. Now, I am uploading this a little bit late. Um, apologies about that. I've been so swamped with like uni work and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, so I've just not physically had the time to sit down and edit it um, until now, basically. So it's coming out a little bit close to the race, but I'm hoping that we still get a decent amount of people listening along. Um, maybe you're not watching the race live and you wanted to have a little bit of a preview for whenever you do end up watching it. Who knows? Um, but we had a nice conversation. I'm just going to jump straight into it. I don't want to waste any more of your time. Um, so yeah, here we go. So if, if if you were to go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from and like who your favourite teams and drivers are. Um, well, I'm from Denmark. Um, I got introduced to F1 through my ex-boyfriend, if that matters. Um, my favourite team is McLaren. Always have been. And I'm a big Lando and Oscar bro. <laughs> yeah. So you're having a good year this year then? It started off pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> But the last few races have been good. Yeah, no, you've been, I mean, especially for both drivers, you've been in a very, very good position the last few races and probably going into the end of the season, I reckon. McLaren are in a really, really good position. It's nice, though, isn't it? Like, especially, I guess, for Oscar, sort of being able to come into his first season and it be that, I mean, I know they had a rocky start, but sort of from Silverstone onwards, really, how, like, that consistent of a car is probably, like, a dream. Yeah, especially if you look at the other rookies, they've had a, a tough year. Yeah, I mean, especially if you look at, like, Logan. It's not... It's the tale of two completely different stories. Yeah. And Nick just... Yeah. yeah, no. I, I, everyone that I've kind of um, mentioned Nick to it was all sorts of the same thing. It's sort of like, yes, yeah, so I'm happy yeah. to have Danny back, but the whole Nick situation was very hard. Okay, right. So let's talk about Austin. So we've got the Circuit of the Americas this weekend. I'm going to run through a couple of basic track facts for anyone who's listening who maybe hasn't watched this race before or if you just need a bit of a refresher. So our first GP was here in 2012. It's a 56 lap long race. The length of the track is 5.13 kilometers and the lap record was set by Charles Leclerc in 2019 and that was a 136.169. So talking Kota, what's your opinion? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Well, I've only seen like um, one of these Grand Prix before, but I think it's a decent jacket yeah um because the tires can be difficult to manage because there's a lot of different like you need to really control the temperatures on this track um so i think it can be interesting and maybe make things a little different than just red bull completely dominating yeah no i i think that austin can be like like you said a bit hit or miss for tires because as well like the surface can be a bit bumpy as well you've got a bunch of different series that race here across the year. You've got sort of um, the, the MotoGP that race here, like a couple of others. We'll have F1 Academy here this weekend as well, which we'll, um, again, we'll speak about in a minute, but um, that will help with sort of rubbering in the track a little bit. So things like tyres will be very interesting to keep an eye on this weekend. Looking at the weather, it's looking around the 34... It's about around 30 to 34 degrees, so pretty hot. Not obviously, not not what we saw in Qatar last week, because that was absolutely okay. horrific. But pretty hot yep. by, I don't know, my standards and probably your standards as well. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Is, is it winter at the minute in Denmark? 
Well, it's like, yeah, between like summer, winter, mm. so it's getting colder and colder. And they're just sweating their butts off. Yeah, to be fair, I'd much rather be in my position than in the position they were in last weekend, because that just looked absolutely horrific. Awful, awful. And just the fact that Lance got into an ambulance, multiple drivers passed out. It, it, it was awful. It was so... I, I've never seen anything I mean I've in the past there have been pretty intense races like this but it in recent years I don't remember there being anything this bad where people are like being I mean it happened to Mark Webber quite a few years ago but like with Esteban Ocon throwing up in his helmet like it's I could I'd quit I'd actually just pull it and be like no I'm not doing this anymore no thank you <laughs> I'm quitting I can't I felt so bad for Luke bad for Logan though he literally felt so sick yeah he had to stop and I'm I'm glad that his team sort of said to him like listen stop if you if you're not feeling up to it just stop the race because that was definitely the right decision like especially with when Lance was talking about him blacking out at some corners like that must be so scary I really hope the FIA do. I don't know what they can do, but do something. It's a really tricky one because also you can't control the weather. So I, I, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it will be a matter of moving the race to a different time of the year. Maybe sort of closer towards yeah. when Abu Dhabi is sort of like in November time. That might be a little bit better because having it at this point when it's this hot is just is it, oh, <laughs> not even just from like a, a safety perspective, but looking at like what happened to the tires this weekend as well. Yeah, next year it's moved to like the second to last I but but yeah I'm, I just think it was so poorly or, I mean from the second that I mean, so I watched the first free practice and you could see how the tyres just weren't they just weren't doing well and then as soon as they kind of came out and about this potential like mandatory three stop situation it was like you just know that like this is going to go really badly <laughs> yeah definitely but, I'm glad they put something into place um, and they did, like I say, I'm I'm half glad they managed to race, but I'm also like, it clearly wasn't worth it because people were literally at risk of passing out and people were being sick and stuff like that. Yeah, they shouldn't have to like compromise their health just to <laughs> race. Exactly, exactly. And all for us to get another Max Verstappen win. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even like we had like a Singapore situation on our hands. <laughs> that would have been better but um but yeah so in in terms of texas it will be hot but obviously not to the standard of what we were dealing with last weekend um so as we were sort of talking about with the tires hopefully hopefully then we'll have a better situation but that there it will be something to look out for um and it will it will be like you said something to watch in terms of strategy as well looking at what team sort of does what their tires what stops we're looking at and also in terms of um dns and stuff like that but the other thing that i think is really important about this track is the actual layout of it of it um so you said you've watched one of the races before yeah yeah so um i mean looking at the track itself even just looking at like sort of the pictures that you can get on the f1 website you can see that the layout of the track it is very interesting. There's 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 a mix of everything really. You've got you've got the long straights, you've got loads of twists and turns, you've got the little S's in between, sort of where is that turns three and six sort of period, that sort of area. Um a couple of DRS zones, literally there's an incline at one point as well. I think it turned one, so it sort of goes up like we see in spa. 
it's literally got a little bit of everything and that that's why i really like this track because it is just there's so much variety yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting especially if you look at like las vegas and such it's definitely a more interesting track to race at yeah and like i say we've got three races in america we've got miami we've got this one and then we've got vegas as you just mentioned and I, this is definitely the best of three i think it's very mm. rare that you'll find someone that thinks that vegas or miami would be better than this <laughs> But I, I think this is a standout in terms of tracks across the calendar. This is probably up there in my top five cal- tracks on the calendar. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit in- of an interesting one. Um, I, just because it is an exciting track t- to race at. Mm. But I, I think we could see a lot of interest in action this weekend. Um, in terms of things we should be looking out for, we have F1 Academy that will be at Austin this weekend and it will be on the TV. I'm so excited about that because I've been like trying to watch it all year and just haven't been available except for like their little what highlights and what they what they call them. So I, I'll definitely be watching the F1 Academy. 100%. And I, I really do hope that a lot of people do tune into this to prove that there is interest because I, I've seen so many people say that they would have wanted to watch it and I would have wanted to watch it you would have wanted to watch it I'm sure anyone who's sort of listening along probably wants to watch it it's just so interesting to have a new series to follow and with new drivers to follow and to see new talent kind of be brought up and especially with this weekend it being the finale a championship winner will be crowned a constructor championship winner will be crowned as well it's just exciting yeah definitely also just because it's like it's girls women racing and it's just such a important thing that people need to watch or whatever you want to say well I, what i think is interesting is obviously because we're racing in america we're going to be having danica patrick there at some point so my coverage over in the uk the coverage is sky and danica patrick is always on the sky coverage um but obviously with the things that she said recently about sort of women in motorsport and they're having to be this sort of aggressive tendency to be there and sort of just some of the icky comments she's made that I haven't really personally liked. Having F1 Academy on this weekend be televised, it's going to be really interesting to see what her kind of opinion and what she says about that. Yeah, well, I think that whatever she said is like what a lot of guys think about women Formula One, I guess. Yeah. But just as a girl watching Formula One, you get a lot of like... Or you just watch it because of the drivers are hot or stuff like that. Yeah, and it, it, you like you watch it because it's sport. It's good sport. It's entertaining. It's exciting. Mm. The same way that you would watch a TV show on Netflix because you like to watch it. And in my opinion, it doesn't matter why you decide to watch it. It doesn't matter even if you do watch it because you think the drivers are good looking. So what? Whose business is that? Do you know what I mean? Like, what is this some random guy's opinion got got to do with the reason why you want to watch a sport? It's nothing. It doesn't affect them in any way, shape, or form. So, I think they maybe should stop being so vocal about it. There's some people enjoy the sport. Yeah, it, 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 exactly that. Like, let people enjoy it. Let people have whatever opinions they want and move on with your life. I bet half the people who make these comments about female drivers are like 13 and don't have their own driver's licenses themselves. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but that's really nice that we get we get F1 Academy this weekend. And I've been trying to keep up with it, obviously, as we kind of said, it's been a bit difficult. But we have Marta Garcia hopefully taking, well, I say hopefully, but it could be anyone, but 
potentially taking the first F1 Academy crown, which would be super, super exciting. And I, I'd be so happy for her. She's done really, really well this season. She's been very dominant. But like, every time yeah. I've seen on the Instagram, it's just been Marta Gossi has won. Marta Gossi has won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. It's always just her name popping up. <laughs> Bless her. No, I, I, I hope that they've all, they all sort of do well and uh, next year obviously with it being renewed and it being alongside the f1 races i just i really really hope this this series does well so i hope we don't get like a w series rerun where it ends up not doing very well um i would really like to see it do well fingers crossed we can hope yeah well i also that, that's also why it's important is like people can easily watch it now you don't have to like go searching for it you can just watch it and i think that's what's going to give it some popularity as well 100 percent, especially if it's like sort of like f2 where you can kind of watch it before the race comes on if you've got a yeah. free day you can just sort of spend your day watching racing there's just a little bit of extra racing that you can put on beforehand so that would definitely be ideal now talking about another piece of news as i sort of mentioned earlier we have daniel ricardo back this week oh. he's finally healed after that hand injury that he had it was in sandford that that happened well, it feels so long ago now yeah well it's like what four races ago yeah and it's really weird as well because zandvoort feels long ago but then when you actually look at it, it probably wasn't that long ago but you know time's just going really quickly um but yeah we're sort of happy and excited to get danny back yeah, well, especially because it's Austin, you know, I think it's a good place for him to come back. And I just hope he does well because he just, he just starts it. hundred <laughs> percent. He likes this weekend. He always gets excited for this weekend with little cowboy hats and stuff like that. He has been made like Colin or Kentucky or whatever. Mm. I think. <laughs> it's always just a fun weekend for him, I think. Yeah. And I think, I think the AlphaTauri in general has had a bit of improvement over the last sort of few races so hopefully Danny can kind of get that out of it and sort of pick up from the performance that Liam's been able to get out of the car the last sort of three or four so or so races um hopefully Danny can keep it going and getting the points that'll be really really nice yeah I definitely think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him mm. not from the team but like from the fans he's back Liam has done well and since he's got the contract for next year as well, like what can he actually do? Yeah, it's interesting as well because I've seen sort of people say, "Oh, like sort of Danny can come back and there's no sort of pressure on him now because he signed his contract." But I think there is a little bit of pressure on him because mm-hmm. some people view it as he's sort of taken that contract from Liam Lawson. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be honest. I think Liam deserved it more. Yeah. Um, just because he's done so well under pressure, but th- that's why I also think that. I would like to see Daniel do well this weekend to like have him show quote unquote that he can actually race well again or whatever you say. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I mean, I'd like to see Danny do well in general. I love Danny, but I, I do, I do agree that Liam, I think probably maybe deserved the seat a bit more. That said, Danny wasn't in the seat for too long after Nick left, so it's sort of like a difficult one to compare. I think when we get to the end of the season, it's probably will probably be in a better position I guess to sort of compare the two um but for Liam to be as inexperienced as he is to jump in and pull out the performances that he did I mean no one can fault that no he's he's done pretty he did better than Nick did last year I know he only had one race Nick last year but I think that he did basically whatever he did as well um 
so yeah he did he did pretty good yeah no I definitely agree I mean that that said I mean it won't help it won't hurt him to have a bit of extra sort of practice and development for another year and hopefully him get the seat the year after so that'll always be helpful but obviously I think a lot of people including myself will be a little bit sad that we don't get to see him anymore but we get Danny back and we get Danny back for Vegas as well which is important because that's the one that I want to see Daniel do well in yeah it's just like it just he's been so excited about Vegas it would be so sad for him to actually miss it 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 was so sad like when they announced Vegas and obviously we knew that Danny wasn't going to be racing it was like oh no like he's gonna and then when, when obviously Nick left obviously as sad as it was then knowing that Danny was able to do Vegas, it was sort of like, oh, like something good has come out of the situation at least. And then he hurt his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad that it kind of healed as quickly as it did and they got like, the, the guy that they got mm-hmm. to sort it out, I think he's dealt with a couple of drivers in the past, I forget his name now. Um, he seems to be an absolute wizard, like so, so good at what he does mm-hmm. in terms of like fixing drivers up quickly. Yeah, it it healed amazingly quick. It's all what it's been like a month, a month and a half. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, fingers crossed. I think this weekend could be a bit rocky for him, just with him getting used to everything again. But it's Danny, you know, you never know. He'll probably pull it out of the bag knowing him. Also, since it's Austin, his probably favorite track, or maybe his second track too. Yeah, I guess now. And I I think it helps that he's got a bit of experience in Austin as well. Yeah, it's not like a completely new track to him. He kind of knows the layout. He knows the layout. Um, talking about people that maybe don't know the layout as well, or who will be new, we have Logan Sargent. Obviously, Miami was his official home race, but it's America, so I'm still counting this as a Logan Sargent <laughs> home race. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you get a good result from Logan this weekend. I felt so bad for him the last sort of, I don't know, many, many races, I guess. Especially when he got like into Q3 and just crashed oh, out. Um, yeah, honestly. He's been, I think he's been doing so good, but then he got like, he put himself under so much pressure that he just skyrocketed down again, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think he did start out pretty well. Like, I did, I looked back through some of his results, sort of looking in that first half of the season. And to be fair, for someone in their first season, they, he was doing a pretty good job. Considering the car he has as well, I mean, I think we have to remember that. Looking at Oscar, Oscar's got a much better car, so you can't compare the two of them. But when you oh, see, yeah, look yeah. at, understand the fact that obviously Logan's in the Williams, it's not the greatest car in the world, and a lot of the tracks we've had recently are tracks mm-hmm. that you need to have a car that's a little bit better in high downforce sort of conditions. And the Williams is quite slippery. It's better in those tracks like Monza mm-hmm. where you can go quick. Um, mm. we've not really had that the last few weeks so that I guess will also be something to do with it but they've been very difficult tracks as well the last couple of weeks I mean the conditions in Qatar were horrific Suzuka is no easy feat neither is Singapore so he's just had a rough run yeah and I definitely think that's also because Oscar has been doing so well and he's also a rookie there's been a lot of light on Logan doing bad or quote unquote bad as well because he's also really I guess so you kind of compare the rookies 100% I think a lot of people as well are looking to Mick like Mick Schumacher and sort of hearing the rumours that maybe he could be joining Williams in his place and you have everyone that are like big fans of Mick sort of like yeah we want Mick to come back and it's sort of like I don't know that Mick would necessarily be a better option than Logan Sargent I think that Logan does need more time in the Williams yeah I think actually that Mick and Logan are pretty similar and that like they get, they're good drivers they just need more like experience and a couple of years under their wing to really get going I guess yeah no I definitely agree and I'm, I'm not saying that 
you know, I think that Logan will get into the points this weekend. I think that might be a bit of a stretch, all things considered. But close to and a good qualifying run would would be a good result for, for Logan, I think. Mm. Finishing the race, I think, actually would be a really good result for Logan. <laughs> well, looking at the last few races, yeah, that would definitely be a, a good start for him. <laughs> definitely. I'm, I, I think anywhere, if he sort of gets within the, the top 15 this weekend, that would be really, 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 really good for him. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also excited to see if he gets the contract renewal soon. Same. Now, I, I personally, I, I do think he will get it. I know I know that it's been a bit iffy recently, but I just don't see him not getting it. So, like, he is a rookie. They need, you can't expect them to do amazingly. I think, I think Williams are a team that like to develop their drivers and like to spend time with their drivers. Mm. And I think that it is not it doesn't seem to be within their style to boot someone out straight away no it's yeah they definitely seem like a team that want to like get rookies and then just build them up exactly it is so even if you look at sort of um and I, I made a tiktok about this a while ago and i had a girl in the comments sort of disagreeing like, i could understand where people come from when i say this but i sort of mentioned george russell when george russell was at williams he wasn't that good to begin with in his first season he didn't get any points either um, and he had a bit of an iffy one. And with time, he developed and he got better. And now look at where he is. Yeah, I agree. Um, they definitely developed him. And also, he got the shot at being in a Mercedes that also helped. But yeah, the, Williams, I also think they just um, helped him like keep his the confidence that he actually can be a good driver. He just needs to like practice. 100%. I just think he's just an all-round nice guy, and I think that if he does get booted, it's going to knock his confidence massively, and I just don't know if he'll be able to get mm. back into the groove of racing. Even if he did go to another series, I feel like it would just be a massive knock. So I feel like someone like him does need to just get someone behind him a little bit, and that, that's why I liked what James Owls did. Mm. Also, just because of the like um, things about if he even could race in Formula 1 last year with like the super points or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was very last minute so, that he got the points, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like the last race, I think. Yeah, so it's like he didn't even have the sort of time that, like, like in terms of development in extra sort of. They like you know how you have sometimes you have someone will win F two, for example, they have a year doing test driving, and then go into F one. Logan didn't really have that. No, he had like three months or so, four months. Exactly, and that's realistically Maybe. that's nothing. So fingers crossed for him this weekend. I, I I do hope that he has a good weekend. I hope that Williams in general have a good weekend. I really like Williams. Mm. They're probably my second favorite team, if not Ferrari, than Williams for me. <laughs> so fingers crossed yeah. for them. Now, in terms of two teams, well, there's a couple of teams that my eyes are on this weekend, but two big teams that my personal sort of attention is on this weekend is Mercedes and McLaren. Now, we'll start with Mercedes and specifically with the whole um, George versus Lewis situation that we've had recently. Yep, that was something special. It's it's been (laughs) interesting to watch. Well, I don't really like that sorry to each other, but I just know that I I feel like Russell is a person to not let that kind of thing go easily. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think I think it started I do think it started mentally in Singapore and the situation that sort of happened there when obviously George crashed at the end. And I think since that race we it's just been bubbling under the surface. I think we'll definitely see some competing between the two. Mm, I agree. I, I definitely agree. And it's really I, I'm never someone to really like 
put out that two drivers are fighting like I don't like to speculate about that kind of stuff it's kind of like what they do outside of racing is completely between them I don't care but just with these two you can just feel something's going on like you just you just know it you can just see it even like within their racing but even generally like I don't know if they're just being a bit stroppy at the minute with each other um and a bit childish or whether there actually genuinely is a problem I don't know um or it could just be a bit of fun racing who knows but I don't know I just feel there's something under underneath yeah definitely I've always like since George got that contract I've just been saying that like there's going to be something between them because there's a big both such like big personalities or whatever you want to say yeah and such good drivers as well Um, it must be frustrating I think for Lewis obviously with the situation being back in 2021 obviously still contending for championships and then two years along along you're fighting with your teammate who's not been there anywhere near as long as you isn't anywhere near the same sort of standard as Lewis George is definitely a good driver I'm not saying he's not but when you're comparing the two Lewis is the better driver yeah um so it must be kind of annoying for Lewis yeah I get what you mean to like see a a younger guy competing with you for like fifth fourth or fifth or whatever yeah not even not even for the top spots like fourth and fifth (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think last year was a more difficult year for Lewis on that. Yeah, point or whatever you want to say. Um, but I still think it's something that's probably bothering him. But he doesn't want to show it. I think. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Lewis always comes across very cool and calm and collected, and not someone who's who would let anything sort of get in the way of his racing. George, I get the opposite kind of vibe. I mean, we know that he, he's one to hold a bit of a grudge at times. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I, I can I can understand from George's perspective as well because he wants to progress. He wants to do really, really well. And it must be frustrating for him if sort of team orders aren't going his way as well. So I, I do understand it from both perspectives. But it, it's getting to a point where it's sort of becoming a bad for their races. Yeah, well, yeah, it's definitely because also, I, yeah, George has also been having, like he's the second driver where the first driver is a, seven-time world champion exactly exactly <laughs> so he did he definitely Lewis were like the orders are probably going to go more in Lewis directions than his favor 100 yeah. percent. I, I i definitely agree i've said this a few times like sometimes i think george needs to remind himself who his teammate is he doesn't have mm. a teammate it's just a, another regular driver like he's a seven-time world champion like that is your teammate he almost got an eighth yep. like it was very very close so arguably some people would say it is an eighth but that depends on who you speak to <laughs> um but but yeah like I feel like it's just George will have his time I think that's just something that he needs to get into his head. like he will have his time eventually he just needs to be patient mm. yeah like definitely when Lewis retires he's definitely going to be the focus of Mercedes 100%. because he is a good driver he just needs to like stand back not completely but just learn to accept that for now he's the second driver yeah there's so much he can learn from lewis as well like lewis is an incredible driver there's so much he can sort of gain from that Mm. partnership that he could pass on to someone else whether it be someone sort of coming up someone like alex alba maybe potentially taking that second mercedes seat who knows um so there's so much he could teach to another driver and for him to develop himself i think that with george he just has a lot like I say, he just has a lot to learn still. And I think he thinks that he knows maybe a bit more than he does because he has been a good driver. He has put in some really great performances, but 
there is still a bit of a gap between where he sort of needs to be and where he is. And I think that's frustrating for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think the car as well has not helped situations. The car isn't where either of them really want it to be either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think it was really tough for both of them. Especially Lewis, like last year, considering like where they were in 2021 to drop down that badly. Mm-hmm that yeah. yeah that's especially like having that competition with the so not only was it they had a tight one with the red bull the red bull were then flying off into the distance and then they had ferrari creeping up on them and there's a similar situation now i suppose as well yeah with like mercedes and mclaren i guess yeah exactly mclaren are just shooting their way up mm. i i think mclaren are probably upset that there aren't more races left towards the end of the <laughs> season that we've only got a couple left now yeah, they've definitely improved their car a lot over the last, since summer break, basically. Yeah, I think. it will be interesting to see if or who improves their car over sort of going into next season and if anyone can get it on the same sort of level as McLaren. And then equally, if McLaren can keep the sort of level that they're at now going into next year. I think if McLaren could keep their development, I think they're going to be competing with Red Bull potentially fairly soon. Potentially, oh, yeah, I would agree. I think I think it will still take a little bit of time because Red Bull always seem about oh, seven hundred yeah. step ahead of everyone else. <laughs> but at the very least, they will be competing in the top three of the constructors. But really, realistically, they should be looking for second in constructors next year if they stay as good as they are this year. Yeah, which is unthinkable. Like when you look at the last however long, saying that McLaren could be second in the constructors is crazy. Yep, it's not been fun being a McLaren. No, you, you could they, many years. <laughs> I guess you kind of wish that you could go back like ten, ten or so years, and wish you could be a McLaren fan then. Then it would have been a bit more bearable, but not now. <laughs> Especially just like the first race of the season, you were just like, it's going to be a long. Season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's just how it is, but you've come back and hopefully long may it continue and hopefully this weekend we get a good result from both drivers because um i think the mclaren will perform well this weekend oh yeah i, I definitely think it's a great fit for them i guess yeah like, the trick yeah mclaren have done really well in tracks like it's kind of how i mentioned earlier in tracks that are off sort of more medium high downforce with lots of twisty turns and stuff like that they've had a lot of speed through corners lando especially has been really really good through corners um so i think that they're they're both drivers i mean i mean oscar's just an incredible driver i can't i'm still gobsmacked a little bit by how good he has been but um yeah I, i i don't see them not finishing on the podium i mean i know it's a bit premature I mean, we'll get to predictions in a minute but i i do feel like we will get mclaren's on the podium this weekend oh yeah definitely i i also hope that lando is gonna do it not, not better because he's been doing well but i feel like you know all the stuff about his mental health and such i think it'd be great for him to just have a whole great weekend and all yeah it would be it would be really really good because lando comes across as like such a nice person and i just feel like it's so sad that he's obviously got and this not from an oscar perspective oscar's having a great time but with oscar mm. doing so well like lando's probably a bit like oh i wish that was me mm. i also feel like he's been overseen with his great results because oscar has been doing Really well for a rookie. Yeah, potentially. I I could definitely agree with that. I think it's sort of like you um, expect Lando to do well. So it's sort of like when he does well, it's like, okay, yeah, well done. But Oscar, because it's his first season, it's sort of like, wow. Mm-hmm. 
when realistically yeah, exactly. they, they've been on the same level. But yeah, I, yeah, fingers crossed for that. Um, but we'll, we'll do some predictions in a minute. Um, in terms of obviously, I mentioned Logan and it being his home race. We also have a home race for Haas this weekend. Um, they've got upgrades. They need to sort themselves out. I mean, I know that it's not as an exciting battle to talk about in comparison to Mercedes and McLaren, but they're still a team on the grid, so we've still got to cover it. Um, Yeah, Haas have been, I think, overtaken now by Williams. Um, I think Alfa Romeo may have even overtaken them. I will fact check that. But yeah, Haas, and it's really crazy because um, Nico Hülkenberg has been really good this season. Mm. And well, as a that's a thing. It's thing has been really close with Magnussen. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's been sad to see him like just falling apart. Basically, I I feel like he's been doing. He had a great last year, I I think. Mm. Um. And then Hulkenberg just came and squashed him over. Well, then... I I a lot of people were questioning it, weren't they? When they decided they were going to bring Hulkenberg back, people were sort of like, "Oh, is that mm. a good idea?" And has he shut them up? <laughs> He's been so good. <laughs> He's really been doing great. Like a lot of Q3s. Yeah. Consistently, actually, pretty, I think. I, I think this weekend is just going to be really important for them in general. Obviously, with it being a home race, first of all. But they need that. There's a four point gap between them and Alfa Romeo. So Alfa Romeo just took them because they got double points last week. So mm. they're going to need a similar performance this week to sort of get back in the game a little bit. Um, and then Alfa Tower are at the bottom at the minute, and they've only got five points. So if Danny can get in the points, or um, or Yuki, either or, that would be also good. So both of those teams need to claw something this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not been a, a great year for Haas overall. No. I think people tend to forget about Haas a little bit. I mean, I do sometimes. I'll be so real. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they're also part of this. <laughs> I think as well, like, when you look at the teams, you sort of have, you know, Alfa Romeo, you sort of keep in the back of your mind because they'll be sort of doing the Audi merger soon. Like, um, Williams, obviously, with the whole Logan Sargent thing. And then... Danny with Alpha Tower, mm-hmm. like in terms of the bottom teams, Hass is the one that you would forget about. Oh yeah, definitely because they're just like doing their own thing, not really yeah. any surprises or anything. They're just doing their thing, I guess. Yeah, it's really interesting as well. I think with the whole potentially having Andretti joining, and then that would be a second oh. American F one team. The battle between Andretti and Hass would then become very, <sighs> very interesting. I think I would help half of them, to be honest. Yeah, potentially. If they have someone to like di- directly compete with. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm all for Andretti joining Formula One. I know the teams probably don't agree, but that's not my problem. <laughs> I would love to see them in Formula One. I, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to have another team join and just see. Yeah, it would be kind of frustrating for me, though, because in terms of like IndyCar and stuff like that, Andretti are my favourite team, but I'm a Ferrari fan. So it's sort of like, where would I go from there? If Andretti joined, like, who am I supposed to root for at that point? Um, I also think it will be interesting to see, like, where their level or whatever you say they join at is, like, completely at the bottom, or if they can make it into, like, the middle team. It it would be really interesting. I think this, I feel the same way about Audi. Like, obviously, when we get to 2026, obviously, we've got new sort of regulations coming at that point. So a lot of the teams will be different in terms of the car. 
but where will Audi kind of slot in when they come? Mm. Are they going to start off really well or are they going to like fall right to the back? It's all going to be very interesting the next couple of years in terms of teams. Like if we do get Andretti in, won't Audi join as well? I, I'm very excited. Also, the, the grid is just going to look different because there's so many contracts expiring. So many. Next year, yeah. There's basically all of the grid. It would be really interesting if like none of them get renewed and like we have a completely new grid by the time we get to like 2026. Obviously, bar max. It's like they all just get kicked out and we just get new drivers in. Yeah, like, and my, my uh, being a Dane, I really hope that Vesti gets a seat eventually. Same, 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 same. <laughs> He's my favourite F2 driver of them all. <laughs> I also hope he, like, gets the championship. Yeah, Abu Dhabi, oh, so do I. Time. So do I. I've been cheering him on all season long. I, I was at Silverstone this year, and I could see from where I was where he crashed, and I just had to, oh, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's all gone wrong. <laughs> he has been really unlucky recently. <laughs> yeah. I just, I really, really hope that he can put it back. I mean, I really yeah. love Teo as well. Like, he, I've met him. He's so, so lovely. So if he did win, fair enough. But I, I am rooting for Vesti massively. At least he's getting a shot at F1, I guess, in Mexico. Yeah, I think it's Mexico. There's a lot of drivers mm. trying in Mexico. There are. A lot of F1s. Um, but yeah, I really hope to see him in F1 in the next couple of years. Same. I, I think he could be a potential, you know, if we get to the end of 2024 and Logan goes, you could see him take that um, Williams seat potentially. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've been talking to a friend about it. If like if Logan doesn't get it renewal this year, mm. I could see Vesti take the seat. I would rather Vesti take it than Mick, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, because... That's a, I also love Mick, but Mick has had his shot. Yeah. But also, he does have so much pressure on him because of his dad. Exactly. It can't be easy for him, like, with that pressure. No. So, yeah. But fingers crossed with Vesti, 100%. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Also, like, old Prima videos resurfing him, him with him of, like, Oscar Logan yeah. and Frederick. <laughs> I, I saw yeah, one recently, it came up on my TikTok. I don't remember what it was now, but it was just like, oh, it would be so good to have them all in F1 all together. Yeah, it's so, they're so cute together. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um, Alex, Lando, and George. Mm. Like, similar sort of vibe. Yeah, definitely. Which is really, really crazy to look at, like, when you look at Alex, Lando, and George, like, thinking about them coming all up into F1 together and then looking at them all now. Yeah, it's, uh, I also, I see them as, like, rookies now, but, like, they've been in the game for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> they're still my, like, little rookies. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It feels really weird to say it, but it's sort of like that. It that's just what it is. Like, <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. Oh well. Well, yeah. Like I say, fingers crossed for for Vestie, but we'll see. Um, we have a sprint race this weekend as well. Another one. Another yeah. one. A back to back sprint race because we had obviously in Qatar last weekend. What are your opinions on sprint races? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Um, I like the new format with like the sprint quality more. Mm-hmm than the old one because I think it gives the potential to make it more interesting. Yeah, I, I, I've liked the new one this year. I think I, to begin with, I was a little bit sceptical. Like when they announced the new layout, I was sort of like, is this going to mm. work? Is this going to be a bit too much over a weekend? Like, I don't know. Um, but pretty much after Baku, I was on board with it. I've I've liked it. I think it's been interesting. It's It's been nice to have a different, a chance for different drivers to be on top. Mm. Especially when we yeah, saw like, with Oscar. 
yeah, I was just going to mention, we saw it last week or two weeks ago. That yes. It actually can be another driver winning and not just Max or Red Bull dominating. Completely. Yeah. Exactly, and it's it's refreshing. It's nice to have other drivers have a chance. With it being a sprint, obviously not having pit stops and stuff like that to worry about. Like it is purely based on the drivers. Obviously, like mm. tires considered, making sure you get on the right compound. But other than that, it is down to the drivers and there, and it just gives them a chance to like show off their driving skills and their ability. Yeah, it, it is just really like raw racing. Like just go out and do whatever you can. Exactly, and it's like, like it's it's nice as a Ferrari fan to watch a sprint race and not have to worry about them yeah. messing up a pit stop. <laughs> well, they jinxed themselves last time, but yeah, with a tweet like Charles has been at every race sprint podium so far. Yeah, exactly. So long, <laughs> long, long may that continue. Hopefully, we can see that again this weekend. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I I feel like Ferrari in general. I think this weekend. I don't think they're going to stand out. I mean, but that's, I said that about Singapore. I literally sat there about Singapore and I was like, yeah, I don't think Ferrari can be too good this weekend. And then look what happens. So I'm actually going to keep saying that and hopefully the same thing will happen again. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that you'll have McLaren and Mercedes and Red Bull stand out more than Ferrari. So I feel like they'll probably be within the top six mixed in there somewhere this weekend. So I think the sprint weekend will be a really good opportunity for them both to kind of stand out as much as they can. Yeah, it's an opportunity for them because the races haven't been going so great yeah no they haven't <laughs> it'd be nice to see them like get to show off their abilities because they're good drivers 100 percent. i'd like to see i'd like to see Charles have a bit more luck i mean i am a carlos Sainz fan first and foremost but i think Charles deserves to have a bit of a, a bit of a boost maybe he'll win the sprint weekend who knows we'll see it'll probably be max let's be real <laughs> uh... so we'll, we'll do some predictions now then so if we look we'll start with the sprint who do you think we won't do oh it's kind of difficult okay let's do the sprint podium so who do you think will be on the podium for the sprint race and it can be as wild as you want it to be because it's a sprint race um well i definitely think we're going to see oscar yeah probably like p2 i think yeah it would be a great guess um i'm gonna call out and say max p3 again okay and then the winner, ideally it would be Lando, but I think it could be between like Lando and Charles or Carlos, probably. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I've gone a bit like, I've just gone all, all for Lando. I've just said, you know what? Yeah, I think Lando's going to win the sprint race this weekend. So there we go. Um, So I've gone Lando P1, I've gone Max P2 and Oscar P3. That's kind of what I'm feeling in my veins this weekend. Because no matter what, we can... Max is going to be there somewhere. Max will be in that top three somewhere. I don't know where, <laughs> but he will definitely be on that podium. Yeah. Um. Okay, so who do you think will get pole this weekend? My McLaren heart really want to see one of McLaren's. Mm. Um, but I almost could feel like one of the Mercedes guys could be. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call that and say one of the Mercedes. Okay interesting fair enough do you think there will be any dnfs this weekend probably one or two i think i definitely think there's going to be some yeah i i think i've gone for one or two as well i think there was some i always base it on the year before there's some last year so i think there'll probably be some this year Mm. do you think there'll be any safety cars again realistically there probably will be Mm. 
some driver is going to spin out or DNF somewhere and they're going to have to. And it'll probably be Logan, let's be real. <laughs> you don't want to say it, but yeah, probably. Be <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your main podium prediction? Um, probably Max P1. Um, Lewis P2, maybe. Oh, okay. And then I want to say, like, again, one of the McLarens is P3. Nice. I've gone for Max P1. Obviously, can't can't go wrong there. <laughs> I've gone for Lando second. And I've gone for George third. And I don't know why. <sighs> but it kind of just spoke to me that George would be third. So I'm going to go with that. I can see it like his fight for last he won like show off so. yeah and then last but not least what is a bold prediction that you have for this weekend it can be the most wild weirdest thing you can think of what do you think <laughs> bold would happen this weekend well something i guess i don't really think it's bold but daniel in like top eight or something okay top ten eight That's i could one. see him it's like he's back it's one of his favorite tracks comeback season yeah yeah nice i've kept this prediction the past three races and i'm going to keep it again for this weekend <laughs> i'm saying logan in the points and i'm going to keep saying it until he gets <laughs> in the points it's gonna happen someday realistically isn't it it has to and it has to be this weekend i've decided it will be this weekend logan will be in those points and i keep saying that and he keeps crashing so maybe i should stop i feel like i'm cursing him start saying he should crash and then <laughs> yeah then they'll be in the point they'll win <laughs> probably win the race you never know okay yeah Logan in the points and yours is Danny in the top eight very nice I think we've got some decent predictions there I think they look pretty good I think so as well let's hope for the best I guess it's so crazy because if you'd come to me at the start of the season and say that we'd be predicting like Lando and Oscar to be on the podium I'd be like shut up no way (laughs) that would be a bold prediction at the start that would be a bold (laughs) prediction I would love to go back in time and tell myself to like put a bet on that and just and, and in the start, it would have been like Alonso. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about Alonso for a second. <laughs> He's completely dipped out of my mind. Aston Martin in general have dipped out of my mind completely. They started off great. Yeah, they really did. And then they just switched places with McLaren. Yeah, and McLaren literally hunting everyone down at the minute. But Aston Martin have really just dropped off. Yep, like I, I think most people have forgotten that they started off the season great. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I was just saying, it just slipped my mind. So <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that. Hopefully, they have a good weekend. I like us Martin, actually. I, I, I sound like I'm lying because I just completely forgot they existed, <laughs> but I hope they had a good weekend. But yeah, they're a, a decent team. Yeah, they're just... they have really nice merch. I'll say that much about them. <laughs> The, the, the Aston Martin green is like a perfect color. Oh, it's so nice, yes. isn't it? It's gorgeous, like an emerald green. Like, like McLaren's just all orange. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Ferrari red is ugly as well. I hate it. I can't stand it. Mm. But that is our preview pretty much wrapped up. We've got our predictions. We've gone through all the storylines. We've gone through the track itself. So, yeah, hopefully we have a good weekend. That's pray for it i guess <laughs> yeah I, re- I really hope that it'll be a good set of races obviously so we've got the sprint weekend and the main race as well and f1 academy to look forward to it has to be a good weekend 
It has to be. It's, it, it's, it's Kota. I, I love this weekend. It's literally one of my favourites of the whole year. It's also like, it, it's kind of sad the fact that there's not really anything to like fight for. Yeah, it's true. And like constructors and championship. I know there's like P2 and all that still, but. Yeah, Max I know what you mean. Rizzle has one now. It's like. <laughs> there's P- not really any, any excitement. P2 is the new P1. Because yeah, we just move Red Bull and Max to one side now. <laughs> it's just reserved for him at this point. Yeah, exactly. He probably probably like put his name on it within the first two races of the season. <laughs> um, but but thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. No no worries. I hope you enjoyed yourself. It was fun. I liked it. Good. I'm glad. Um, but yeah, so like I say, fingers crossed, we have a good weekend. Got. So that was my chat with Clara. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, again, I'm really sorry that it was late. Um, one day I'll learn to manage my time better, but it's not going to be anytime soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> so as long as I'm still in uni doing this law degree, I will be cutting things this close. It's just going to be something you're going to have to deal with. I'm very sorry. Um, but yeah, I'll be back again next week with another podcast, All Things Mexico. I'm not sure if I have anyone on for that. I'm pretty sure I do, but don't quote me. I'll find out. Anyway, it's not important. Um, if you did enjoy today's podcast, don't forget to give it a rating. Um, give me some feedback. If you swipe up, you'll be able to do it there or you can do it through my TikTok or Instagram pages as well. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the race this evening in about two hours time. But anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, fingers crossed we get a Ferrari win. Who knows? No, we're not going to get a Ferrari win. Stop being so delusional. Anyway, okay, I'm going to go enjoy your evenings.